What's going on in the edition of the Tony D Podcast? Thanks for sitting through that 30-second little ad. I get 10 cents. About 10 cents I average per play, so making like a dollar. Making like a dollar off this. Just kidding. I uh, hope you're doing well as we get to the, not quite the dog days of summer, but we're working on it. Plenty to talk to. I'm going to get into that 30 for 30 on Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Give you my take on that and kind of living through that as a kid. Uh, USAC racing back in action in the state of Indiana coming up all week. It's Indiana Midget Week. No, not that kind of midget. Uh, but some awesome sprint car racing going on uh, near Indianapolis and around the state of Indiana that I can't wait for. Richie Murray, uh, public relations from USAC. We'll talk about what you can expect if you're heading to the track, if you're a big fan, or if you're going for the first time. I'm going to be out there on Thursday night. Uh, out in Putnamville, so we will dive into that, and uh, also want to talk about a little bit about IRP. I don't know if I did it a couple weeks ago on a, on another episode because uh, I have early timers because I'm a very I've been very very forgetful. I think COVID has has taken my brain over. Uh, I've I've forgotten my wallet more and more. I forgot a pair of headphones at my basketball uh, little league on Monday night. So uh, what are you gonna do? I call it early timers. But as always, brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooring is Forever.com. 317-755-1246. Are you looking for high-quality flooring with a lifetime warranty, 100% kid-proof, waterproof, and pet-proof? Cortec flooring is the way to go. Beautiful options from wood to tile looks. Built-in cork backing creates an extra layer of insulation. Easy to clean and won't stain. Get a hold of Harley today, 317-755-1246. No better time to get new floors and to redo your home and make it look like brand new. Again, flooringisforever.com. So the 30 for 30, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. When I was 10 years old, or however old you were, when this all went down, you know, really, steroids wasn't even in your brain. It was something that, you know, down the line we kind of learned about, and it was a laundry list of players that were doing it. But in 98, like, it didn't matter. And it still doesn't matter to me right now, to be honest with you. My whole stance on steroids is, look, if there were ways to get around it, ways to do it without getting caught or without it being illegal if it was over the counter, which Mark McGuire claims it was, you still got to stand up there and and hit dingers. You still got to stand up there. Um, and wait for the fastball or, or hit the curveball, the opposite field. The Sosa McGuire back and forth was something that you had to watch every night. And it got to be about June when Sosa got hot that you were watching no matter what. It was must-see TV every night. And Growing up in Northwest Indiana where every Cubs game was on TV, you know, every Cubs game was on TV and every Braves game was on TV with TBS, the White Sox run every every now and again, but everybody, all eyes were on Sammy Sosa and the Cubs, Kerry Wood, the swung on belted, which is the most underrated home run call, I think, of all time. But to me, I thought the documentary that was boring. Like I know what happened. I know that they were hitting home runs. The interviews, you know, we didn't find out what we really wanted. What do we all really want to know? Sammy Sosa, why you look like that? And talk more about the steroids, how you got it, what happened, did you take them, why did you take them, 
Who'd you get them from? Where'd you first learn about it? And we just basically got a two-hour recap of a home run chase that we already knew. And look, I'm not the biggest McGuire fan. I'm not the biggest Sosa fan. And it really left me... I want a documentary on Ken Griffey Jr.'s career and just the phenomenon that he was. I saw a rumor there there might be one uh, as far as, look, he was a number one baseball card. He was, I mean, as a kid, you could go to Pizza Hut and get his book and a bat that had his signature on it. I mean, everybody, my favorite, I mean, by far my favorite baseball player of all time. Like, Ken Griffey Jr. is number one. Then you got to slide down a ways to get the Frank Thomas, Chipper Jones, my buddy Tucker Barnhart, of course. But I, I want I want one on Ken Griffey Jr. Just his career playing with his dad, playing for the Mariners. One of the coolest things when I was with JMV was we had Jeff Smolian on, who was the CEO of Emmis, and he talked about you know he I think I think he sold the team right as they drafted Ken Griffey Jr. or the year after. But I want one on Griffey Jr. The Sosa McGuire one really didn't keep me entertained. I was slipping back and forth between Denny Hamlin winning the NASCAR race, which the three drivers that I cheer for finished first, second, and third. So I'll take that. Uh, a couple more weeks, we'll talk about IndyCar coming back to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But I want to talk about you know you see Nashville's kind of coming back around, and some of these some of these tracks that could be getting races. What do I what do I have to do? What do we have to do? Somebody at Lucas Oil Raceway can call me if you want. What do I have to do to get at least, if Xfinity won't do it, can we get the trucks at IRP? At Lucas Oil Raceway, I'm sorry. It's always going to be IRP to all of us. We know that, but I'll give it its proper due. When can we get that, you know, sprint cars, Silver Crown cars on Thursday, trucks on Friday, and then Xfinity on Saturday at Lucas Oil Raceway? It can be a standalone. If you can do a standalone weekend for, hell, you could put the ARCA race out there. How about an ARCA genius idea? And I'm going to the ARCA race July 3rd. Uh, it's, went last year, had a blast at Lucas Oil Race. So maybe we'll get somebody on to talk about that too. But can we get Silver Crown Thursday, ARCA truck doubleheader? Start the ARCA series at 6.30, done by 8.30, Go green for the truck series at 9 o'clock. Come on, let's make this happen. We can all camp. If Gander Outdoors wants to hop on board, we can all camp. We can. There's campgrounds right there. There's plenty of area to park. Let us let us camp out in the, the parking lot. I mean, who cares? It's weird things have been going on in this world. Um, but I want Lucas Oil Raceway back so bad. I really love the ARCA race there last year. I know a lot of drivers. I know a lot of... Fans want it back too. Forrest Lucas, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money, but whatever renovations need to be be done, I just I think that conversation needs to happen. With with Chicagoland Speedway seemingly going away, possibly going away for good, which is horrible because I grew up at that track. It was my second track behind IMS. Um, I mean that opens it up. Let's you know NASCAR. Indianapolis is consistently the third best market, you know, and fourth is Dayton, which is within drivable distance. Let's make it happen. Let's get back to Lucas Oil Raceway. What do I got to do? Um, Grassroot effort campaign. Let's do it. I'm on board. Let's make it happen.
Well, there's plenty to talk to racing going on. As we know, NASCAR starting to allow fans back in, but one of the most exciting forms of motorsports. And if you're in Indianapolis, you're probably within an hour's drive of multiple racetracks where you can check out USAC racing and joining us now. He's does public relations for USAC. My friend, Richie Murray joins me. Richie, how are you? I'm doing great. Great to be on here, Tony. I, I know that uh, you haven't had a lot of time off, and you're, you're gearing up for uh, some big nights of racing coming up starting on Tuesday night. Talk about what fans uh, can expect, first and foremost, when coming into any racetrack uh, when it comes to uh, National Midget Week coming up here in Indiana. Well, first of all, you're going to see great action. That's first mm-hmm. and foremost. <laughs> Every Midgets right now, I mean, I've always thought it was great form of racing but from everything i've seen anywhere else there's no other form of racing right now that's as competitive night in night out as uh, usac midget racing is it's so unpredictable you have you know young guns coming up you got experienced guys you got you got pretty much everybody in between and everything's so unpredictable <laughs> and, and these guys are brave they're willing to do anything to to win these races and it's just a total crapshoot and Every night and every track is different, and uh, you know it's it's just crazy every year, and uh, you you never know really what to expect, especially when you look at the names of guys who haven't even won uh, an Indiana Midget Week championship yet, like Tyler Courtney, Justin Grant, Chris Wyndham, Tanner Thorson, just a few names of guys who haven't even won Indiana Midget Week championships yet. So it's kind of a, a deal where there's you got the outsiders coming in like. Kyle Larson and and uh, Geo Selzy, Ricky uh, Ricky Stenhouse, all these guys to come over and try to take out uh, go against the the regulars, if you will, from the USAC Midget Series. So it's kind of like an all star race in a way, and it it just makes it a really cool deal when all those guys are together on the same track. And we've seen uh, Kyle Larson pretty much win everything the last couple of weeks, have we not? <laughs> yeah, he's won. Five in a row in sprint cars and wing sprint cars between the World of Outlaws and All-Stars. But one of the things that's kind of overlooked is he won the last three USAC midget races he ran to end last year. He ran the Chili Bowl in uh, in January. He won his prelim night and won the feature. Those are his last five USAC midget or five midget starts in general in America. I know he had a little... uh, jaunt down there in new zealand i think he got a little banged up if i remember right mm-hmm. so he's on a roll in every kind of machine right now and yeah i, I mean <laughs> as i was writing a little bit earlier uh he's this of active drivers he's the has the most indiana midget week wins he's four behind brian clausen with six races in here like heck you can't even count him out to <laughs> maybe set a new record here Richie Murray is with us. He's with USAC. You mentioned uh, some of the young guns that we'll see uh, throughout the week. Um, somebody who's grabbed a lot of attention, and, and, and for those that maybe don't follow it, um, a guy named Zeb Wise. Introduce people to that he has. We saw it on display um, early and often last year, especially at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But, I mean, this is, this is a teenage kid, and he's running with the big boys. Yeah, he was actually one of those kids that was uh... – handpicked by Brian Clawson back when he was running quarter midgets. They spotted him, noticed him, and said, we'd like to take that kid under our wing. And they kind of 
they brought him into the into sport of midget racing, and he obviously he became the youngest ever USAC midget winner uh, a couple of years back out in Pennsylvania. Actually broke mm-hmm. Brian Clawson's record for as the youngest USAC midget winner, and um, and then he came out net last year and uh, had a little <laughs> had some great success towards the end of the year, and he won the BC thirty nine. It's a you know one of those races that's big for anybody to win let alone, I think he was like 16 or 17 when he won it. It's just so much success mm-hmm. so early on. And and right now he actually, uh, he's gone on, he ran a couple of races, USAC midget races at the beginning of the year. He went with uh, Keith Coons, uh, Kerbag Janian team this year, the other, one of the other powerhouse teams. And uh, he's only got a couple of races there, but he's been doing a lot of wing sprint car racing uh, lately and has done okay for that uh, he's pretty new at that but now he's kind of out of the rhythm i guess you could say but of midget racing but i think for him with as good as he is and the naturally talented he can just pick it up like riding a bike and i think obviously with the team he's with and the talent he has he's going to be a front runner and heck there's like half the field is a front runner <laughs> in this deal <laughs> USACRacing.com for tickets and more information if you want to check it out. All right, things start Tuesday night at a JMV's favorite favorite track in the world <laughs> down at Paragon. Uh, what can fans expect that first night? It's going to be chaos. Everybody trying to start the week off. Yeah, it's going to be chaos on one level for everybody chomping at the bit, ready to get going. But here's the mm-hmm. one of the more interesting parts. Like, I kind of grew up there. Uh, I think I sat behind G. JMV a few times at going to Paragon in the early nineties. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, yeah, it, it's the traditional sprint car track, but they have in my life, I have never seen midgets run there. And in fact, and in oh, fact, wow. like nobody I know can remember when the last time they ran, but the USAC record books say it was 1985. And that was John Andretti's only career USAC midget win. And wow. Um, What's going to be interesting that night is his son, Jarrett, uh, will actually be running a sprint car that night. Um, so it's life can, kind of comes full circle. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, and, but there's a, with the amount of, a lot of the drivers don't even have experience there, period, because they, they run sprint cars uh, fairly semi regularly, uh, Fridays and Saturday nights usually. But, um, there's nobody with midget experience there. <laughs> so this will be, this will be a different <laughs> deal. People are going to have to be finding out the, the hot ticket throughout the night. And I don't know who's going to be able to figure that out first. That's uh, that's why we watch it though. Yep. Indiana midget week will continue with gas city, uh, back to back Putnamville, Indiana over at Lincoln park speedway. It's a quick drive from Indianapolis. Just head straight West. I'll be there Thursday night for sure. Uh, you got Lawrenceburg, Kokomo, Plymouth. Let's talk about – or Plymouth is with the National yeah. Sprint Cars. Putting the schedule together, obviously it's 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 different times. We know that the BC39 um, isn't going to happen, which is awful because, honestly, that turned out last year to be the best race that you saw at the Speedway that weekend. Uh, just talk about what USAC has had to do to adjust and, and really what it's done to a lot of these teams because a lot of these teams are very small – um, you know, they rely on sponsorship money to get them from Friday night to Saturday night. Yeah, it's been a tough deal for everybody. Just uh, a lot of people, 
I, I mean, they kind of full time racers. This is their deal. They they have to make money to put f- food on their table and make ends meet. And t- having those all those months off, that was kind of a killer deal, <laughs> and not mm-hmm. not so good way. But just uh, having to put that schedule together, Levi Jones and Kirk Spriggan. I mean, it's all kind of. I mean, basically had to start over with all the schedules that they had to create in the off season, basically had to start over from scratch on some of that deal and just kind of slot in where, where is that? What there are the restrictions over here in Iowa and, you know, there's restrictions here and they don't open up till, you know, the, over this weekend, we went to another stage that allowed 50%. That's why Indiana midget week got pushed back because it was supposed to run two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, and it just going to places where we can run and and uh, have some fans there, and it, we've seen huge numbers in the car counts. Um, you know, like we've had we've had to cap the car count for Indiana Midget Week and all these uh, other races because so many people are wanting to enter. And that, that, mm-hmm. Like all through, people are chomping oh, at the bits. And it, all through Midget Week, like at Paragon, for example, you'll have over 90 cars in the pits between the midgets and the sprint cars. And those are crazy numbers for a Tuesday night in summer. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody's just raring to go and everybody still has clean equipment that uh, you can't usually say that for, uh, for June this time of year, but everybody's <laughs> got, everybody's fr- fresh and engines are fresh. And I mean, it's, it's same for me. I'm, I'm I, my end. my uh, my keyboard hasn't been uh, hasn't had a whole lot of buttons pushed lately at the races, so I gotta so everybody's ready to go, and uh, that's why this is usually a big week, but it seems like it's up another level just for the excitement of man, this is like Christmas Eve right right now today, and it'll be mm-hmm. all Chris six days of Christmas coming up. And for those that have never been to a midget or a sprint car race, I'm going to put some videos up that I took last year. Um, I grew up obviously going to Terre Haute was my, one of my favorites. Um, obviously going to IRP was great because these cars race on both dirt and on the ovals. I mean, what people don't realize is when you go to these races, it's nonstop action, whether it's qualifying, then you go into the heat races and then you get the feature. It is nonstop and drivers are three, four wide, you know, flipping through the air but the thing is is like as a fan when you're there when there's a yellow you're like thank gosh because hopefully everybody's okay but man i've got to catch my breath watching this it is non-stop action inside of a cockpit for these drivers and and you talk about in the dead heat of summer this is going to be a tough week for a lot of guys especially a lot of these guys that honestly probably just came off their couch you know obviously there's a lot of working out and things you can do but you can never simulate being inside of any kind of race yeah for sure because uh obviously a lot of a lot of the guys were doing the eye racing stuff downtime, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, I'm sure they had the air conditioning on when they were doing that. So it's, <laughs> and uh, it's a little different deal. And yeah, that's the, that's the big part of this deal is uh, trying to make, make it to the end of the week. Cause this can, mm-hmm. this can snowball either way. If you, uh, we've seen guys get good hot starts at the beginning and just continue all through midget week. And then there's, you know, unfortunately, some guys get off to a off to a bad start or kind of struggle, and then and we've seen it before, and have you know things can start falling apart and unraveling 
for teams and you obviously hate to see that and uh but this is the test of true test of man and machine and uh hotel parking lots and <laughs> trying to trying to work <laughs> on these cars it's not it's not real glamorous and it but it's what people love and it's what i love what you love <laughs> we love this stuff and uh we wouldn't have it any yep. other way because it just makes yeah just it's it's a hard deal but it's well earned at the end of the week because it's not just one race it's putting it together for six and that's one of the most difficult things any driver and team can do and one of the coolest things that I love the most really is when you show up at a racetrack, most of the time you have the chance to buy a pit pass to be able to go down. And, and we're not talking ropes up and you're, you're 10 feet away. Like you can literally walk up, get a great look at these cars. You've really got to, your head's got to be on a swivel because, you know, after a qualifying run or a race, they're coming back hot and you don't want to be in the way, but, uh, the access that the fans can get, if you go to a USAC race and you spend the extra money to get a pit pass, there's a great chance you're going to walk away with awesome photos, autographs, and pictures with probably any driver you want and, and, and memories that are going to last a lifetime for you. Yeah, that's that's one of the great things about the sport is that you can really actually get to know a driver. Heck, you might be become friends. You never know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, everybody's pretty open and they're, they're wanting to see you too because they they love interacting with the fans because at the end of the day they're just they're just regular people a lot of a lot of these guys some of them are full-time racers but they're blue collar people they work on their own cars and you got some of the other guys who probably took off this is their vacation week that they're using to drive mm-hmm. race in midget week or their or the crew members so you got all all different kinds of people but they're all racers and they're they all like to play play in the dirt i guess at the end of the day that's, yep. that's what makes them uh, so appealing because they're they're basically the common man they're they're rich is not uh not the uh the different it's a different level of rich just in the the sport i guess but they're they're all just normal people and they're they love to see people and lo- love to cheer people Love to hear the cheers and uh, and love the t-shirt sales. That's <laughs> that keeps them uh, going down the road and helps them buy meals and all that stuff. So yeah, if you can get a t-shirt and you can turn around, heck, the driver will go right into the trailer and buy one for you. Because <laughs> I've had that happen before. Just maybe, I don't, I wouldn't want to guarantee that to any fan, but. <laughs> But I, I would say if you if, if you buy one, they're definitely going to sign it. For Absolutely, you. yeah. Um, and I got a buddy who I go to these races with who loves Critter mm-hmm. and Critter Malone, and he got his picture with him last year and uh, bought a T-shirt and he signed it right there. So uh, USAC Nation on Instagram and Twitter usacracing.com for more information. Um, plenty of action, quick drives if you live in Indianapolis or surrounding area, whether it's. Um, you know, out to Putnamville, Gas City, Lawrenceburg, Kokomo. Um, go check it out. It's going to be fun. Richie Murray, uh, PR for USEC. Appreciate your time, my man, and uh, have a great week. Try to get some sleep, but I know you're going to take it all in and absolutely enjoy it. <laughs> I'll sleep next week. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, again, thanks to Richie Murray there. Talking a little USEC racing, uh, one of certainly my favorites. Looking forward to uh, getting out there. If you've never been, uh, you're absolutely in for – one hell 
of a thrill again. As always, thanks to Flooring is Forever. I know this has been talked about. Uh, it was mentioned. It's been brought to my attention. People have asked my opinion on it. Um, the comments. And what happened with Joe Stasniak at the former employer. And honestly, I'm not going to touch on anything that he said. Um, I've had a lot of people that were angered about it. And I would just simply say this. You got to hit him where it hurts because it's a it's a it's a money business it's a bottom line business and until sponsors pull out or till you know people and that's how it is in radio it's how it is in in, in all forms of media and it, you know in a case like this sometimes it's better to keep a guy that brings in money than than to get rid of a guy so if you're upset that he's coming back and you want to hit him where it hurts and simply let let the let let the uh let their sponsors know. That's all I can tell you. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Uh, appreciate Richie Murray coming on, talking a little USAC. And uh, let me know what you thought about that documentary. And are we ready? We need, we need, we absolutely need a King Griffey Jr. documentary sometime soon.